0: Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, the Lawson Family Christmas Massacre. But first, your true crime headlines. Authorities are holding a U.S. Army soldier in the death of a fellow soldier from Tennessee, who was found shot to death in New Jersey after he went missing from a base in upstate New York. On Saturday, the body of 20-year-old Corporal Hayden Harris was found in a wooded area of Byram Township, New Jersey. Harris, who was originally from Tennessee, was last heard from Thursday night after he headed from Fort Drum to Watertown, New York. The army said that Harris was meeting a fellow soldier, 23-year-old Jamal Mellish, for, quote, some type of vehicle exchange. Authorities believe that Mellish then abducted Harris and killed him. Mellish was held in New York and charges are pending. Hayden Harris was an infantryman with the 1st Squadron, 89th Cavalry Regiment, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, trained at Fort Benning, Georgia, before he joined the 10th Mountain Division at Fort Drum in July of 2019. Harris was promoted from specialist to corporal following his death. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, a man who was charged previously with having kidnapped a young Amish woman who disappeared last summer has now been charged with her murder. 34-year-old Eusto Smoker was charged with criminal homicide in the case of 18-year-old Linda Stoltzfus, who has been missing since June 21st. Stoltzfus was last seen walking home from church in the bird-in-hand area before she disappeared. Friends and family said that she was happy with her life and had never expressed any desire to leave and that she had made plans to join others in a church youth group the day she disappeared. Evidence shows that Smoker's cell phone was in the area the day before her disappearance and that he bought shoe and bootlaces and latex gloves in the hours before she was abducted. Lancaster County District Attorney Heather Adams announced Monday that all of the evidence, including evidence developed since the suspect's arrest, has led investigators to, quote, the tragic and inescapable conclusion that Linda is deceased. Given the circumstances of Linda's disappearance, she said, specifically a forceful abduction by a stranger, we always feared the worst. Smoker was earlier charged with felony kidnapping and misdemeanor false imprisonment. Authorities said that surveillance video enhanced by FBI forensic technicians showed her abduction and showed a red sedan, the same kind of car owned by the defendant. Adams said that after careful consideration of the evidence and the law, authorities were, quote, now in a position legally to charge Smoker with murder despite not having recovered Linda's body. Authorities found items of Stoltzfus clothing buried in a wooded area in Rocks where they believed the victim might have been taken and where the vehicle was seen parked on June 23rd. Cell phone records show that Smoker was also in the area where the victim's clothing was found and a DNA profile, quote, attributable to Smoker, was found on one of her buried stockings. Adams vowed that efforts to find the victim's body would continue, quote, in order to try to provide some closure to her family, who love her and miss her dearly. Authorities in New Jersey have charged a juvenile driver in a crash with a freight train that killed their passenger. On November 19th, the unlicensed teenager tried to beat a freight train and drove through a railroad crossing, ignoring the flashing lights and warning sounds at the intersection of New Brunswick Avenue and Tyler Place, according to prosecutors in Middlesex County. The juvenile's vehicle was hit by the freight train, and his juvenile passenger, 15-year-old Ashley Guevara, died at the scene. Authorities have now charged the driver with aggravated manslaughter, vehicular homicide, causing a death while driving unlicensed, and aggravated assault. The juvenile's name has not been released. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, the Lawson family Christmas massacre. But first, a quick break. like many of you these days i'm eating at home for almost every meal and i don't have a lot of time for grocery shopping meal planning and cooking but i still want high quality sustainably sourced wholesome meals at home that's why i decided to try hellofresh hellofresh lets you skip the grocery shopping and makes home cooking easy fun and affordable HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that I can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. They deliver fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients with over 90% of ingredients sourced directly from growers to ensure peak flavor and ripeness. I'm no cook, but these recipes are easy to follow, with simple steps and pictures to guide me along the way. Even I can't mess this up. And there's something for everyone, including 20-minute meals, low-calorie, family-friendly recipes, and if you're like me, vegetarian options. I recommend the black bean and poblano flautas. With HelloFresh, I get chef-crafted delicious options every week to help me break out of my recipe rut, try new things, and make every meal at home feel special. HelloFresh offers convenient no-contact delivery, right to your doorstep, for easy home cooking, and it's a great value. You'll save 40% when you use HelloFresh versus shopping at the store. Plus, HelloFresh is the first global carbon-neutral meal kit company. By skipping the grocery store and using HelloFresh, you're reducing your food waste by at least 25%. And the packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled materials. So with HelloFresh, you're unburdening your wallet and the planet. Get America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com MurderMinute80 and use the code MurderMinute80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. That's $80 off including free shipping when you go to hellofresh.com slash murderminute80 and use the code MURDERMINUTE80. Now more than ever, you really shouldn't put off seeing a doctor when you're not feeling well. And I know that with everything going on, especially during the holidays, it can be difficult to put yourself and your health first. And these days, there are plenty of reasons to want to avoid a trip to the doctor's office. That's why I use Plush Care. They make seeing a doctor easy, right from home. Plush Care provides virtual doctor's appointments through your smartphone or computer. I just pick a time that works for me and book an appointment right online. I don't have to sit on hold forever to make an appointment or leave the house and sit in a crowded waiting room and be exposed you know what I just open the app and talk to a doctor from the comfort of my couch with plush care I can be diagnosed treated and even have a prescription sent to the pharmacy of my choice if needed within minutes plush care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states and the doctors care they're here to help by discussing treatment options and have a wide range of expertise and they're available anytime you have questions. No matter where you are or how busy your life gets, Plush Care has you covered. With Plush Care, I don't put off seeing a doctor, and neither should you. Plush Care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself, inside and out. Start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com slash murder minute to start your free 30-day trial. That's P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E dot slash Murder Minute for a free 30-day trial at plushcare.com slash The holidays are here, and with so many of us separated due to the pandemic, this year, I'm looking for gifts that will help me stay connected with my loved ones throughout the season. That's why this year's perfect gift is a Skylight Frame. Skylight Frame is a photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. It has a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen, black frame and white matte, so it looks just like a real photo frame. And it sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds, even for my not-so-tech-savvy family members. Just plug in, use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and you'll be swiping through photos in no time. Sending photos to a skylight frame is easy. Everyone in the family can just email them to your personal skylight email address, and they'll pop up in seconds. I won't be able to see my parents or grandparents this year, but with a skylight frame on the mantle, we can still share in the holiday season. And multiple people can send photos to the frame, so it's a great way to enjoy the season together, even though we're apart. Skylight Frame has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. And now, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code MINUTE. That's right, to get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter the code MINUTE that's skylightframe.com promo code minute Welcome back to Murder Minute In December of 1929 in Germantown, North Carolina 43-year-old Charles Davis Lawson a tobacco farmer took his wife 37 year old Fanny Lawson and their seven children into town. 17 year old Marie, 16 year old Arthur, 12 year old Carrie, 7 year old Mabel, 4 year old James, 2 year old Raymond, and 4 month old Mary Lou. Charlie decided that the family should have their portrait taken at a photography studio. So he took his wife and children shopping for new outfits for the occasion. An expensive thing to do for a struggling working-class family. Charlie Lawson came from a poor sharecropping family and worked hard to save enough money to buy a run-down 200-year-old farmhouse near his brother's farms. Spending this kind of money on a photo shoot was unheard of for families like the Lawson's and extremely out of character for Charlie. 2 weeks later, on December 25th, 1929, snow blanketed the ground. The Lawson's oldest child, 17-year-old Marie, woke early to bake a double-layered Christmas cake. And Charlie told his oldest son, 16-year-old Arthur, to go out and buy shotgun shells. He was going to take him rabbit hunting. After Arthur left, 7-year-old Maybell and 12-year-old Carrie left the house to go visit their aunt and uncle. But Charlie was waiting for them he shot his daughters with a 12-gauge shotgun bludgeoned them to death to finish them off and dragged their bodies into the tobacco barn then he walked back to the house and shot his wife fanny who was on the porch marie screamed in the kitchen baby Mary Lou started crying, and the two younger sons, four-year-old James and two-year-old Raymond, tried to hide. But one by one, Charlie killed them all. Neighbors heard the gunshots, but because rabbit hunting was a Christmas tradition in Stokes County, they thought nothing of it. Charlie carefully positioned all of the bodies he crossed their arms over their chests and put pillows under their heads rocks were used as headrests for the two girls in the barn he then took two shotguns and with the family's dogs Sam and Queen Charlie walked out into the woods When relatives arrived to wish the Lawsons a Merry Christmas, they found the family massacred and Charlie missing. Sixteen-year-old Arthur, who had been sent out on an errand, was the only survivor. As a crowd of neighbors and police gathered at the farmhouse, out in the woods, Charles Lawson washed the blood off his hands in a creek, and paced around a tree for several hours, before finally turning the gun on himself. Everyone gathered at the farm heard the shot, and they knew. Arthur and a police officer went out into the woods and found the body. In Charlie's coat pocket, they found two incomplete notes one of them read quote nobody to blame but and the other troubles can cause back at the farm the snow was making it difficult to transport the bodies of Charlie's wife and children down the steep hill leading up to the Lawson home so family and friends wrapped the bodies in borrowed bed linens and pulled them down the hill on makeshift sleds down to the main road where the hearses were waiting. When the Lawson family arrived at the funeral home, it was too small to accommodate so many bodies. So they were reloaded into the hearses and driven through the snow to another funeral parlor news of the Lawson Family Christmas Massacre spread far and wide. Within 48 hours, thousands of press and curiosity seekers descended on the farm and to the gravesite to watch as the row of seven caskets were lowered into the ground. Although eight bodies were embalmed, only seven caskets were needed. Baby Mary Lou was laid to rest in the arms of her mother, Fanny. Family and friends dug the mass grave, and the Lawsons were buried in the new outfits that they wore in their family portrait. Soon after the funerals, one of Charlie's brothers, Marion Lawson, Saw an opportunity. He decided to preserve the bloody crime scene and charge visitors for tours. The Lawson house was left just as it was on the day of the murders, complete with the Christmas cake that Marie had baked for the family. The cake was soon placed under glass, however, after several visitors stole some of its raisins as souvenirs. In response to public outrage and accusations of exploitation, Marion Lawson said that he was doing it to raise money for 16-year-old Arthur, who was now not only orphaned, but was saddled with the responsibility of settling the farm's mortgage. Many believe that Charlie Lawson sent Arthur away on the errand that Christmas Day, not to spare his life, but because he was afraid that Arthur would try to stop him. Some speculated that Charlie was suffering from brain damage after he sustained a head injury several months prior to the murders. He had been exhibiting unusual behavior, and had complained to his doctor that he was suffering from severe headaches and insomnia however a study of his brain at Johns Hopkins showed no significant abnormalities in 1945 Arthur Lawson died in a car accident leaving a wife and four children it wasn't until 1990 when the book white Christmas bloody Christmas was published that a possible motive for the massacre was discovered when a cousin of the Lawson children revealed a 60 year old secret Stella Lawson balls confessed that she had overheard her mother Fanny's sisters-in-law and aunts, talking about how Fanny had confided in them that she had discovered that Charles was having an incestuous relationship with their oldest daughter, Marie. A second book titled The Meaning of Our Tears revealed that weeks before Christmas, Marie had shared a secret with her close friend, Ella Mae Johnson. According to Ella May, Marie told her that she was pregnant with her father Charlie's child, and that both of her parents were aware of the pregnancy. The Lawson Family Murders inspired a number of books, documentaries, and songs, including the murder ballad The Story of the Lawson Family, recorded by the Stanley Brothers in 1956. The Lawson family, including Charlie, are buried together in a Stokes County cemetery. Their headstone reads, not now but in the coming years it will be in a better land. We'll read the meaning of our tears and then somehow we'll understand. Some locals say that when the leaves fall, they fall on all the graves, except Charlie's. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder Minute.